0: Good morning, guys. How are you doing out there? How are you going to be seated? It's going to be in church, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, on a Sunday, where else do you want to be? You know? Who's had a great week so far? How did you start your, week, uh, your Sunday? You know how I started my Sunday? You won't believe this. I don't know whether I should be telling you or not. Do it, oh, Rachel said. Do it. Uh, I started my Sunday at half past two in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got woke up by pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows what kidney stones are like? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I headed to a and I got there at three o'clock. Yeah, yeah. And look at me now. You never know. When I had kidney stones. But <laughs> well, thank you, Jesus. You know, God's good. Um, you know, God's amazing, you know, he, he, can, he can take something that's terrible and strengthen your life out of it, and uh, I'm not talking about kidney stones, <laughs> I'm talking about insomnia. And, uh, back home when I was growing up in Malaysia, I had insomnia for about over 20 years, you know, yeah, and uh, when I lived at my dad's home, he had a, like a little grandfather clock that, that goes bong at every hour, so when it's like five o'clock, it goes bong five times, six is six times, so I will go to bed at about 10 o'clock, and I'm counting the gongs. I can't go to sleep. Dong, <laughs> dong, 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 dong. Don. You know, but, but over that journey, you know, over the journey, uh, like I said, now God works out all things for good. And, and what's come out of that was um, my body can handle little sleep. <laughs> so when I, when I felt that pain at 2.30, I thought, oh, I've got to come and preach. No problem. I'm awake anyway. <laughs> you know, so God's really good, isn't He? Yeah, yeah. You, you just can't let situations govern your life. You know, because if you allow situations to govern your life, then you serve a situational God. You don't serve Jesus. You know, but if you, if you serve Jesus, there's no situation that's going to overcome you. There's no demon that's going to beat you up because you stand for the King. And when you stand for the King, He stands for you. Amen? You know, so God's greatness. Come on, let's give God a hand. Thank you, Jesus. You're a great God. You're a great God. You yeah. Uh, this morning, uh, my, my, my message is pretty simple. It's, it's, just, it's just titled this, God's Got a Voice. Now, if God's got a voice, what do you think He's going to do with it? Who's got a voice today? know, yeah. if you've got a voice, you've got to be speaking, right? God didn't give you a voice to be silent. He gave you a voice to declare some stuff. You know, so um, uh, the text this morning is from John 10, and I forgot to send it to Jono, so nothing's coming on the screen, I don't think. So, uh, I've got this from the New American Standard. So, in, in John chapter 10 and verse 1, it says, Truly, truly, I say to you. So, it starts with, truly, truly, I say to you. When Jesus repeats Himself, it's like He's saying, listen, listen. You know? I say to you, whoever who does not enter by the gate into the fold of the sheep, but climbs up some other way, is a thief and a robber. Do you know any thieves and robbers in your life? Don't look at the person next to you, you know. know. But verse 2, it says, But the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. And to him, the gatekeeper opens, and the sheep hears his voice. Come on. The Bible says the sheep hear his voice. It's not may hear. It's not could hear, but will hear. He will hear his voice. And then verse 4 says, you know, um, He goes ahead of them, and the sheep follows him, because they know his voice. You know, they, 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 they will only follow a voice that they're familiar with. They won't follow, you know, a stranger's voice. But the, the challenge is for us today, you know, is like, how do you know God's speaking to you? Ever ask yourself that question? No, does God speak to you at all? Who said God's speaking to your life at some point? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but how many of you know that God doesn't want to speak to you just in moments? He wants to speak to you more than moments. You know, a time here, a little bit there. You know, He wants to speak a whole lot more. And I, I believe that, you know, sometimes we think, you know, we don't have the ability to hear from God, but that's a lie. You know, isn't it amazing? God gives you a, a voice box, but He gives you two ears. <laughs> it's just not for married people to listen to their wives twice. <laughs> if you're married, you know what I'm talking about, eh? <laughs> But God wants us to, to hear Him and hear Him well. And, and it's my conviction you know, that, that, that God wants to speak into your life because He wants to lead you. He can't lead you if He's not speaking to you. He wants to guide you, right? He wants to take you into your destiny. And how is He going to do it? To the newspaper? No. <laughs> to your friend? Maybe. But He wants to take you there. You know, when I was growing up back in Malaysia, you know… Um, where I used to live, you know, I, I used to live in, 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 in a terrace home. If you know what a terrace home is like, it's all homes all linked together. And there was 10 homes all linked together and I was on the second one. And after the 10th home, uh, there was a street that separated uh, the rich, rich, richer people. Because they were all like on quarter acre lands and like a bungalow, just a home all to itself. But the thing is, you know, um, all the kids all got along really well. And every evening, nearly every evening, no kidding, you know, we'll be like, we'll be playing out on the streets in the field because in front of our uh, our our terrace homes was a school, so there was a field that we could we could get onto and play. So every evening, we'll be playing and playing and playing. But how many of you, you know that when it's dinner time, someone will call out your name? Yeah. You know, somebody will call out your name. So like, you know, I, I remember there were times, you know, we, 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 were, we were playing soccer and I was about to kick that that, that, sh- that, that ball, uh, and I know I was going to to score a goal, but my mother calls out. You know, everybody's running around, but nobody pays attention to my mother, but I do. You know why I do? Because I lived in my mother's womb for nine months. And then when I got born, I lived in the house for uh, quite a few years. So uh, I got familiar with her voice. You know, I I, I know it's her she's calling me. So it's like, hey guys, I got to go. If if I didn't, if, I didn't, if my mother didn't call me, you know, I would have beaten you. You would have been tossed. <laughs> you know, you got off lucky, you know, because my mom's calling me. But sometimes when I'm getting beat you know, and I hear my mother calling me, hey guys, I got I to gotta go now because my mom's calling me. So it's all quits. You know, you didn't beat me. I didn't beat you. I just got to go. We'll, we'll just play another time sometime. You know what I'm talking about, you know? How many of you know that if your mother calls you three times and then you didn't respond, and then your father calls? <laughs> How many had that before? <laughs> you know, when my father calls, you know you're in trouble. <laughs> you know, you're in trouble. Uh, and, and, and sometimes, you know, I, I got too engrossed you know, and then I heard my father's voice and uh, it's like, I know I'm done. I know I'm toast. You know, so I'll trot home. And then uh, uh, back in those days, you know, it's legit to discipline your kids. You know, how many love discipline? <laughs> right. Everybody that's laughing now, let's be honest. You weren't laughing back then, <laughs> right? Right. No, so uh, I copped it. You know, but hey, you know, punishment sometimes is not not a bad thing. You know, Asian the way Asian people punish, it's pretty different. <laughs> you know, like like you know, when I came over here, I I I heard about this word called timeout. Timeout? So like you know, if 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 kids don't listen to their parents, you know, timeout, you can't watch TV for a week. What you're gonna die because you don't watch TV? You know, or you take the phone off of your kid, or you got no supper and stuff like that, you know, time out. Go to your room. If my mom said, go to your room, i said say, thank you, Jesus. I'm happy in my room. you know. In my day, man, there's no such thing as time out, man. You don't listen, you get knocked out. My, fa- my mother was the one that does most of the talking. My father, man, he's like the ninja. He's the silent assassin. When he comes, man, you copy, it, you copy, it big time. Really, and sometimes you can't sit for two days. Who knows what I'm talking about, man? You don't listen, man. Two days, you can't sit. Uh, and you know why you can't sit, you know? And, and you might be thinking all that, well, that's illegal. That's not legit. That's, that, uh, you know, that, that's a crime. Well, back in my day, man, it's no crime. But, but if you think about, you know, all the discipline that I had to go through, look at me. What's wrong with me? I might have the odd oh, twitched down again, you know? <laughs> but I'm okay, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but I came out all right. Like every, I think everybody here, all forty, will agree with me, right? Discipline is good, you know. It, it's not a bad thing, you know. But I've learned to listen to my mother's voice, you know, and I learned to listen to my father's voice even. <laughs> and, and and in verse two, you know, if you if you read John ten, you got to start seeing the picture that Jesus is trying to paint. He's painting a picture of the shepherd calling out to the sheep. And there's another voice that we'll call out too, but that voice comes from another place. And if it's not the right one, right, he's a robber and he's a thief. Because if you think about Adam and Eve and they disobeyed God, right, what happened? Satan usurped the authority that Adam had, right? And, and who's running the world right now? The Bible describes that person as the God of this world. And that's the devil. And that's why there's so much chaos around our world. You see, when you think about Jesus, you know, he came to the right gate. You know, he didn't enter illegally. He came through the birth canal of a woman, although he was not born of a seed of a man. But the devil was different. He was kicked out of heaven and then he landed up here. Yeah. You know? so he came in a different way and uh, he's stolen so many things. And I believe And Jesus came through the right way. He's actually saying to the devil, you know, I, I've come to the right way and I'm going to take back everything that you've stolen. Yeah. You know, when, when he takes back everything he's stolen, who do you think Jesus is going to give it to? Well, look at neighbor and tell him it's you. It's you, you know? But in the Bible, in John 10, you know, Jesus is pretty straight up. You know, he's, he's describing Christians as sheep. He's calling you a sheep, right? He's calling me a sheep. You, you, you know, you think about the word sheep. You know why he's calling sheep? It's, you know, sheep, I think in that context, it's is really a, a very positive way of saying that you're dumb, and I'm dumb. You know, sheep, you know, dumb. You know, they, just, they just got to go where, the, where, where the, 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 they hear a familiar voice. You know, sheep has got a tendency to wonder. Yeah. You know, you leave them alone for, for a while, they go, bah, bah, because they're lost, and they're hungry, they've got nothing to eat, they're lost, they, they don't know how to go home, so they start making a whole lot of noise. And that's why I was so excited when John was talking about e-groups. How many of you know it's God's plan that you live in community? Yeah. And community within churches, e-groups, e-teams, come on, be part of the life of the church. See, the thing is, after Sunday, don't wander around. During the week, don't wander around doing your stuff. Come on, live in community. Live in fellowship. You know, God's got a plan and purpose for your life. But you never ever discover it by yourself. You know why? Because your destiny that God has for your life is tied up to the people that you're sitting next to. The people that's on the stage. The people doing the lights, the whole thing. You know, your destiny is found in all of them. And the challenge is, if it's found in all of them, what do you need to do? Hang out with them a whole lot more. Yeah. That's what you need to do. You've got to hang out with them a whole lot more. So if you're not part of an e-group, you're not part of an e-team, come on, I want to encourage you. You know, be part of one because you're losing out, you know, if you're not part of one. And, and, and the thing is, on the flip side is, you know, you're not allowing the people uh, in the life of the church experience your your, your goodness, your grace, your experience, and, and all the things that God has put in your life. You know, sometimes when we, we when we pull back, we're actually being selfish, but we're not thinking like that, you know. Uh, but we're not adding our, your, your colour to that e-group or to the life of this church. And, and you don't want to do that. But uh, we don't want to wander around, right? We, you know, see, God wants us to listen to Him. Seriously. How many of you have actually prayed this prayer? God, speak to me. Yes. Who's actually prayed that prayer before? God, speak to me. But I just want to throw a spin this morning, right? But actually, I don't think that's a really good prayer to pray. You know why we should be praying? God, help me listen because God's always speaking, but we're not listening. You know, so we got to pray, God, help me listen. You see, the thing is, when we're saying, God, help me listen, then the responsibility has changed. But if you say, God, speak to me, then you're putting something on God that God's not speaking. So God, you got to do something. No, no, no. But when you got to put it around God speaking all the time. But are we listening? So, we, we got to put the responsibility on ourselves to reach out to God. How many of you like friends? Yeah. Not the TV program, right? Real friends, yeah. right? But if you want real friends, come on, you got to be one. Yeah. You know, sometimes there are lonely people in churches because they don't want to reach out. They don't want to be a friend, but they want friends in their lives. You know, uh, what am I going to do if you're not going to be reaching out? You know what I'm saying? You know, so, I, you know, we got to take some responsibility and say, God, help me discern what you're actually saying. You see, the thing is, um, if, you, if you pull out a radio right now, right, and you start tuning in a station, you, you, you find something. I can guarantee you that. If, if you've got a phone and your phone goes off, and the only reason why your phone goes off is because your phone has picked up a phone signal from somewhere. Is that true? Yeah. So, it, it's happening all the time. You can't stop it. You know, yeah, but, but if your phone is going off, and I'm not picking it up, it's because I'm not tuning into your phone. I'm working I'm off a different frequency. So if I'm not tuning into your frequency, I can't pick up your stuff. And you're saying, thank you, Jesus. But, but you're getting the drift. So if you're not tuning into God, you, know, you won't hear anything. You know, how many of you know that busyness is one thing that's affecting the church in a great way? It's busyness that's stopping you from listening. You know, we're so busy that we got no time to listen, but man, we got time for so many other things. Let's be honest, man. I think, some people really, you got to get off social media. We get so busy, you know, getting our face into Facebook than God's book. We spend more time on Facebook than God's book, and then we wonder why God doesn't speak to us. You know? You know, nothing wrong with social media. I do it too. But sometimes we just need to just, shut that down and spend some time with God. God, I'm going to shut all these things. There's just too many voices going on. You know, I'm hearing too many things, but I'm not hearing from you. You know, uh, I became a grandfather. I know you won't believe this because I look so young. <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing at, Lester? <laughs> uh, if I told you my age, you know, you probably... over. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, anyway, anyway. My daughter turns up one day. This is like one and a half years ago. She turns up, you know, with her husband and, and with a laptop. She doesn't normally do that. Says Esther, what's with the laptop? Oh, dad, I got something to show you. So I thought she was going to show me a movie or something. And next minute, I see an ultrasound. Oh, what's that? <laughs> well, she says, that's your grandchild. Oh, I nearly fell over. I said, I'm too young to be a granddad. But how many of you know in life, you know, there's some things you can't control? <laughs> there's some things you can't control. You know, but, but to cut a long story short, man, you know, Amira, that's my, my granddaughter. Man, she's so cute. She's like a button, you know, so cute. You know, and, and I'll be honest, man, we, me and Cynthia, we love her to bits, but the things, they don't live in our house. They lived in the house when she, when she was born for about six months and then they, they got their own place in Stokes Valley. But how many of you know that you got to make time for, for the things that you love? So if I want to see her, i got to make time to go see her. You know, how many of you know that you've got to make time for the person who really loves you the most? we got to make time. We make time for people. We make time for sports. We make time for hobbies. We make time for our work, for career. Come on. we got to make time to hear what God's saying. You know, we got to hear from Him because He's got stuff to say. It's just like the airwaves. You can't stop God from speaking. God's speaking all the time. You know, He's speaking all the time. You know, who needs help listening from the Word of God? You need help? Well, I'll help you. The Word of God says, you know what? Nothing shall separate you from His love. That's the word for you today. You know, keep reading the stuff and he'll speak to you. You just gotta listen out, and you will, and you if you tune in, you will hear what he's speaking to you. And I know he's got great things to say to you. I remember you know, I was I was pumping guesses about probably about three or four months ago. I pulled up into a, a Z station on Hutt Road. Uh, and how many of you know, you know, if you go into a Z station, you, you gotta use that your 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 credit card or your petrol card, you gotta zap it at at the pump, you know? Uh, so I did that. Uh, and I wanted a receipt, but it didn't print me a receipt. So what I did was uh, I walked into the counter uh, like you know, like a polite guy that I am. You know, I just waited in line. There was about five people in, in, in front of me. All I wanted was just a receipt. <laughs> and there was one guy, you know, he had chippies. Uh, I think he was bringing his petrol bill and his drinks and his banana. Uh, how long is this going to take, you know? So I waited in line patiently. And then by the time I got... It was my turn. I just said, hey, you know, I was at pump 3. Uh, the, the machine didn't print me out a receipt. Could you just print me one out? And, and, and she said, no problem. And as soon as she said, no problem, I heard a voice ring. Pastor, it's you. What? And, and behind, it uh, uh, was a huge coffee machine. A head popped up. It was Grace from church who works with Alistair. So I said, Grace, how did you know I was here? And you know, she said, because I heard your voice. She heard my voice, you know. So you recognize my voice. Now, whose voice are you recognizing today? You know, God wants to speak to you, you know, and, and He's speaking all the time. <clears throat> but that's what the, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a tip this morning. The, the biggest trick that the devil will want to, want to do in your life is to stop you from listening to God. That's all he wants to do. You see, the thing is, he can't stop God from speaking the devil has got no authority over God, you know. He knows, you know, that, 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 that he can't challenge God. He tried it once, he got kicked out. You know, and there's no way, you know, that he can stop God from speaking and doing what God wants to do. But the way he will neutralize your life and neutralize the life of the church is to stop you hearing from God. Because when you don't hear from God, you just don't know what to do. You know, so you don't know what to do and that's what he wants to do. He's going to stop you and if he can't stop you from listening, he'll just make you so busy that you will just have no time to do what you're going to do. You know, think about even this Sunday. What time is it now, John? 10.55. I'm running out of time. <laughs> but let's be honest. 10.55, I don't know about this church. I, but I know it's an awesome church. But if it's it could be slower Heart, I know there are certain people that can't wait to have lunch. You know, they, they say, when are you going to finish? But they're not saying it. You know, but you know, they just can't wait to go. Anybody here like that? Let's be honest. Any honest people in the house? You know? And, no, they, so they're not tuning in to, to, to what I'm saying or what the pastor might be saying. They're just tuning in to lunch. You know? So you might be sharing a great word, you know, but they're really tuning out. You know? And, 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 and you know what? Social media kicks in in church too. You know what they do on, on a Sunday? They think, no, we don't know. They think pastors are stupid. They think we are dumb and we are blind. No, but they've got the phone out. And they got it so low that we can't see, and they are, they are texting. Then they should be listening to what God might be saying to the pastor, but they're texting, you know, or they're checking Facebook and they think we don't know. Who's gonna lose out anyway? You know? So when we come to church, can we focus a whole lot more? Because you might hear something that might just strengthen you from the inside out. You know what I'm saying? You know, so let's not play games. <laughs> God's got us on a destiny, you know, and He's got a plan and purpose for your life. And uh, we just got to hear from Him. You know, I'm just going to share pretty quickly, you know, this is like, like a, a few ways that God's going to speak to us. And the first one is, for, you know, God will speak primarily to us through His Word. You know, in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12, it says, For the Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and it's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So the Word of God is alive. Can you say the Word of God is alive? It's alive, right? You see, the thing is, when you're reading the Bible, listen carefully, right? When you're reading the Bible, you're not just reading the Bible. You know what's happening? The Bible is reading you. The Bible will interact with you because it's alive. It's the Word of God. It's God Himself. You see, God is in His amazing foresight and wisdom decided to put His thoughts into words. So when you read the Bible, you're reading the thoughts and the hearts and the intent of God Himself. You know, so next time you read the Bible, let the Bible read you. Now, when the Bible is reading you and you're reading it, that's when you, you will have a chemistry, you know, and, and something's going to happen because when, when God's word touch your life, man, you can't live the same anymore. You don't want to live the same anymore, and that's a challenge. If you have read the Bible and your life has not changed, something's wrong in that transaction, that you, the time that you spent. Was it just a religious time that you're doing, you know, just to tick a box, your Christian box? No, no, there's no Christian box to take. you know. Uh, we just got to do life the way God wants us to do. You know, and, 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 and the more we get into it, you know, uh, I know you will hear the voice of God. You know, 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15 says, Do your best. Don't just try. It says, do your best to present yourself to God as one of proof, a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. You got to do your best. You got to do all you can to, to get the heartbeat of God and He speaks to you primarily to His Word. You know, so don't let your Bible stay idle. Come on, you got to use it. That's your sword. That's your sword. That's how you build your faith life. You know, and the more you build, the stronger you're going to get and the sharper you're going to get as well when you listen. How many of you know when you listen, you, you don't really listen with your ears? He speaks to your spirit. And if you don't train yourself to, to listen inside here, then you hear all the voices out here and you think it's God, but it's not. The second way, you know, that, that God will speak to you is through His Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, what does He do? He leads you into all truth. He will encourage you, right? And, and, and he, he will teach you and He will guide you. He's a comforter, you know, so He will minister to you. you know, how many of you had, 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 had instances where, you know, the Holy Spirit is prompting something inside you? You know, and, and like sometimes you know, I, 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 I get a picture of someone and, and the picture would just keep popping up, popping up, popping up until I actually make contact with the person, and that person's a great you know uh, such a great timing now that you rang or you came because they needed help at that time you know that 's how he speaks, you know, or, or he may put a passage in your heart you know it 's burning and burning, but you don 't know the passage but you, 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 you know that God wants you to read it, and when you when you actually read that passage that god 's leading you to, how many of you how many of you have experienced that, that? You walk away really satisfied, man. I got something out of that. It was not just a, a reading that I read and then it didn't do anything. But it's like, it's just like, you know, when your mom cooks you a really good meal, you know, you, you go away satisfied. It's not like you go to McDonald's, you're hungry and you leave hungry again. Who knows what I'm talking about? It's fast food. It digests pretty quick as well so you get hungry faster. You know, but when you get something of God, man, it satisfies you inside out. You know, and, and it's, it's amazing what the Holy Spirit can do and will want to do in your life. He wants to lead you, you know. He wants to guide you and He wants to take you places, not just geographically, but in your life, He wants to take you places so that you can be a blessing where you are. You know, He wants, he wants to minister to your life and He wants to guide you. You know, but I remember this incident. Uh, um, this is probably a few years back. Uh, uh, there was this, this guy who had an impression so strongly in his heart that he couldn't sleep, he couldn't eat. And I said, What's wrong? You know, and he just began to share with me. and he, he said to me, You know, I feel the Holy Spirit is saying something to me. I said, Tell me, tell me about it, you know, tell me about it. And he says, No, there's this one girl that I really like. I can't remember the name. You know, he, he he mentioned a name, he said the name of Samsung. He said, oh, We say it's Alice. Any Alice in the house? No, Alice? No, that's cool. You know, <laughs> I was like, I really like Alice. I said, Who's Alice? I don't know, Alice. Well, uh, she doesn't come to church. But I can't get my mind off her. The very moment that I met her, I knew there was a chemistry between the two of us. You know, uh, she was so good to talk to. She's so kind. She's so considerate. She holds herself well. She seems mature and, and very intellectual. You know, and, and, and uh, there's just something about her that, that I can't shake off. And I know, you know, that God is saying to me that, that she's going to be my wife. Anybody had that experience before? So he went on, you know, so tell me a bit more about, about, about Alice. And then he says, you know, I'm love struck. I can't get my mind off her. When I'm at work, I'm thinking about her. When I go to sleep, I'm thinking about her so I can't sleep. You know, God must be saying something. The Holy Spirit must be doing something because I feel the Holy Spirit saying that, that, she, that we will get married at some point. I said, really? He says, yes, that's how I feel. It's so strong in God, you know? But he said, There's only one problem. How many of you know that when the Holy Spirit speaks to you, he'll never violate scripture? He'll never do that, right? But this guy says, But there's only one problem. I said, What's the problem? She's married. (laughs) She's married. I said, yeah, I know, pastor, it sounds bad. I know she's married, but I believe God wants me to marry her. The Holy Spirit is speaking to my heart. I said, pull your head in. Come here, man. Come here, sit down, sit down. I said, I'll just call him Johnny. I said, Johnny, there's no way the Holy Spirit will violate Scripture. There's no way the Holy Spirit will break somebody else's marriage so that you can marry that person. He'll never ever do it. But he kept on arguing with me. It's so strong, pastor. I can't go to sleep. I'm always thinking about her. I'm going to say something, you know, this morning. you, you, You can't be offended, all right? Can I just be myself? I said to this guy, Johnny, I said, Johnny, I'll be straight up with you right now. I haven't met Alice. I haven't seen you you two together. I don't know what you're talking about, what you've spoken about. I'll tell you right now, Johnny, that all the impressions that you've been having, you know, and, and all the thoughts that you've been having, it's not from the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. and it looks like me strange. Then where is it from? <laughs> so I said, straight up, Johnny, that's not the Holy Spirit. That's the horny spirit. You know, who knows what I'm talking about. Can can we be straight up? (laughs) There's no way that can be the Holy Spirit. Pull your head in, Johnny. Start tuning to God and start listening right. You know? It's like I wanted to slap him, but I couldn't, because I'm a pastor i got have to call Oh, You're going slap him for me? Anyway, the third way that God will speak to you is through spiritual authority. Can we get a little bit serious now? There's no Holy spirit in this house, okay? The so Holy Spirit is here. Let's respect Him. Okay, the, the, the third way I believe that God will speak to you is through spiritual authority. And sometimes that authority will sound like your parents. And sometimes it will sound like your pastor. Yeah, you know, I, I know quite a few people who've messed up their lives so much because they didn't listen to their parents. Well, obviously, they're got to be godly parents. They, they can't be saying something that's contrary to the Word of God as well because if they're telling you to do something like that, man, you ain't going there, right? But we need to recognize a spiritual authority in your life and in my life. And, you know, sometimes we think our parents or parents, you know, have not been given to us by God to torment us. God gave us parents to mentor us, not torment us. But when you're growing up, especially as a teenager, you know, they, you think that they're tormenting you. Like when I was in the foyer, I was talking to Patty. Hey, look, uh, Evie's so cute. Can I buy her? Is she for sale? And Patty says no. But when she's a teenager, I'll sell it to you. Sell her to you? <laughs> That's Amanda. She'll probably kill me now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, but, but God wants to speak to your life. If you think about, about, about Samuel, you know, he was in the temple, this little boy, you know, and God speaks to him and he's asleep. Samuel, Samuel, and he hears it, and he runs to Eli. Why is he running to Eli? Because he thinks it's Eli calling him, but it's actually God calling him. You know, but he thinks it's Eli because he's thinking, oh, I, I, I know that voice. Sounds like Eli, but it's actually God. So Sometimes, you know, when, when, when Pastor John's talking to you, and you don't like it, but it's actually what God's saying to you. You know, and you just got to be gracious enough and mature enough, not taking on the chin. But says, speaking to my life, you know, uh, I recognize the authority that God has put over, over, me, and that's you. And 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 come on, we got to trust our pastors sometimes. You know, they are not they are not perfect, but but sometimes, man, they're spot on if you know what I'm talking about. You know, so uh, we just got to trust those spiritual authority. You know, but I'm I'm just going to finish up with three reasons why God actually speaks to you, and why He speaks to me. Number one, you know, He speaks to me and you is because He wants to lead us to greener pastures. He knows that our greatest days are still ahead of us and He wants you to walk into it. You know, you know, and He knows that you've not reached your full potential and He wants to help you. He wants to get you to that place where He's created you to be and that's why He speaks into your life. And that's why the devil doesn't want you to hear so he gets you busy on Facebook and Twitter and all that kind of stuff. You know, so you've got to discern stuff, you know, and, and understand God wants to speak to you and He's speaking to you all the time. All the time he's speaking to you. you know, and secondly, you know, the reason why God speaks to you is because he's got a plan that he wants to fulfill in your life. Yeah. You know, he's not going to leave you by yourself. You know, unless you created yourself, that's fine. Who created yourself? You didn't, right? So if you didn't create yourself, how would you know the plans, the best plans for your life? Yeah. You know, if you create yourself, you wouldn't have a belly button. <laughs> that's a good test. <laughs> if you've got a belly button, it's more likely that you've been created. I didn't create myself, so I need God to speak into my life. I need pastors to speak into my life. And so do you. you know, and God will speak through people into your life because He's got a plan that He wants to see out in your life. That's why He speaks to you. Lastly, the last reason, I, I believe is the ultimate reason why He wants to speak to you and He wants to speak to me. And the reason is this, is because there are, other, there are a lot of other people that's, that's waiting on, on, the, on, on the other side of my obedience to God's voice. But if I don't hear it, I can't even lead myself. And I can't pull people to Jesus. You know what I'm saying? There are people waiting on the, on the other side of your obedience. Think about Moses. Three million people was waiting on the other side of his obedience. We were waiting for, for Moses to obey God when he spoke to him in a burning bush. And at different occasions, God was speaking to him because he wanted Moses to be the deliverer. Three million people were waiting, but they, they just didn't realize. You know what I'm talking about? If you think about Jesus… The whole human race was waiting for Jesus' obedience to leave heaven and to downgrade Himself to become a man to take our punishment and pay the price that we couldn't pay so that we could be redeemed. The whole of mankind was waiting for, for, for Jesus to work in obedience. Who are the people in your life that's waiting for you to obey the voice of God this morning? I think, you know, you know those, right? There, there are some people that's really close to you but far from God. And there's some people that's further away from you, but also far from God. And God, I believe in all my heart, he, he wants to use you to reach out to them. But until you hear that, that small, still voice that says, this is the way, walking in it, you ain't going to be walking in it because you'll be walking your own way. But this morning, I just want to, just put a, just, just a little challenge to Equipus Wellington. Would you do all it takes to hear the voice of God and then obey that word? if that's you, could you just stand to your feet? I'm just going to pray for two categories of people. The first category I'm going to pray for is for people here this morning that are saying, God, I want to hear what you're saying to me. I want to hear the small, still voice. I don't want to be listening to every voice that's in this world. But I want to have that ability that you've given me to hear from you. Now, if that's you, can I just get you to raise your hand just for a few moments? And while it's being raised, I'm going to be praying. Father, you you, you see every hand that's being raised right now. Lord God, mine's up too because God, I want to keep constantly hearing from you. Lord God, and for the moments where I've missed out and where my friends have missed out, Father, we pray, Lord God, that you forgive us in Jesus' name. Because when you have spoken, Lord God, we took it lightly; We didn't... We, did, we didn't give it any priority, Lord God. We thought it was nothing, but Lord God, you spoke and we missed it, Father. And this morning, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you not only forgive us, Lord God, but you give us a fresh start. Lord God, that when we leave this place this morning, Lord God, we will leave the sense of knowing, Father, that you've, you, you want to speak into our lives, that you're constantly speaking into our lives, Lord God, and you want to you, you, you have a closer fellowship with us because, Lord God, you've you got a plan that you want to accomplish in our lives. And Father, with every hand that's raised, well, I, I just prophesy a, a new ability to hear and discern the voice of God, whether you're reading the word, whether you're praying, or whether you're, you're, you're interceding for someone. If you're connecting to God, I pray right now, Lord God, for a clarity, Father God, in our, in our ears, in our heart, in our spirit, Father, that we can catch something of the Spirit of God whenever we want to connect with you, whether it's in the church service, or whether it's a private devotional time, or whether it's at shout conference, or man up, or equipment, Father, whenever we come into a space where you're present, Father. Father, I pray, Lord God, that we will hear your voice in Jesus' name. So, Father, I want to thank you for the ability right now. Come on, thank God that you can hear from me. thank God that you know that you you know that God wants to speak to you. It's not maybe, it's not could be that God wants to speak to you, and He wants to lead you and guide you because there's a victory ahead of you in Jesus' name. There's a breakthrough that's waiting for you, and, and God wants you to succeed, and that's why He wants to speak to you. Thank you, God.